that there are some people in this world that did not tune in to the Alliance Vlog Podcast. Shame on you! Shame on you! My name is Ella Envy and I'm one half of the NWA Women's World Tag Team Champions. And I'm Kinsey Page, the other half of the NWA World Women's Tag Team Champions. And you better go listen to the Alliance Vlog, what is it called? The podcast, period. You're ugly. Hey guys, check this out. I am officially now sponsored by Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink made to give you focus with no crash. If you guys are like me, you're always needing a burst of energy, especially with one with no crash. Dubby contains vitamins, amino acids, a nootropic, and 150 milligrams of caffeine. It keeps me awake with no jitters, guys. Check it out. Merch link is in the bio. Dubby. Are you ready? Power. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! What we've got here is... Failure to communicate. I'm building an alliance. God bless the internet. Okay, let's party. It's showtime. It's time for the Alliance Guys podcast with your hosts Kevin Frazier, Jaden, DKM, and Jay Cal. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Alliance Guys podcast. Whoa, that's too close. <laughs> Wait, choose too close, man. A presentation of alliance-wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance. My name is Jay Cal. With me, of course, are my pals, my friends, my confidants. I'm talking about Mr. D. Hey, M. And of course, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, solar powered love machine. Jaden, what's going on, gentlemen? <laughs> Not too much. How about you? Uh, nothing. I'm just getting ready to go to a, a little place called Mexico. You ever heard of it? Uh, yeah, I think that's where DK is from. Occasionally. Occasionally. Got my passport. I've got my suitcase packed. I've got my Debbie. I don't know if they'll let me take that across the border. It is just powder. It's white powder. Yeah, um, yeah, they're going to let you take white powder across the border. Why not? You think it's the white the powder that comes back from the border they more they worry about more? You know, I, I've I've known that to be true. Hmm. Really? Really? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> what are you trying to tell us, Jay? I'm trying to tell you that it's it's Thursday night, and the feeling's right. Going to have some fun. TGIT. Did, did you somehow go back to the seventies? I mean, I'm kind of kind of confused. I mean, I might have. I don't know. They only spent like three years there. Like two and a half. This show is going so well, guys. Right. Um, watching the. I'm watching my phone instead of listening to you guys because it's actually more entertaining at this moment. Well, that's because you have that uh, special spicy account that you're looking at. 
Point is, it's more entertaining. <laughs> That's fair. So, what's going on in the wrestling world? Jaden, is it true that Dog did something somewhere, sometime, some way? You mean at Rowan University, where Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators thrilled the crowd at going all the way to 1 a.m. with the energy that you haven't seen since The Rock versus Hulk Hogan? Yes, Hogan? I think that did. Did you say Hulk Hogan? Ho Kogan, that's his name. Ho H O, and then C O G A N. Ho Kogan. Hulk. Ho Kogan. Ho Kogan. What is All the right, green guy so... in Marvel? What is his name? Incredible Hulk. Bob Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> Hulk. Hulk Hogan. All right, let's go. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about Actually, what happened at Rowan University, the WrestleMania, right? And that was in rustic. Uh, uh, Glassboro, New Jersey. That's part of the rustic part. That's more of the uh, the let's spend a whole lot of money and build that up part. <laughs> I saw that there was a Pete's Coffee. Did you get yourself a cold brew? I did not get myself a cold brew, but I did get myself um, a smoothie, and I got myself a large drink, and I got myself. The best seat in the house watching Dr. Zirconium put on Dangerous Wrestling, Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators action that made everybody in Rowan University get off their seats. You know, if the name was Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators action, it would be Daga. Yes, let's make wrestling great again. Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> all right, so let's let's get to it. Uh, I know that we had some big action in uh in at the Rowan University new champion for Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators Jaden tell us what happened well it was Eric Martin versus I'm sorry Busky Bus Eric Martin defending the Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators championship against uh Justin Adams Justin Adams is a very good wrestler very good in the ring very entertaining a lot of people consider him like a a hybrid of like Shawn Michaels and Dolph Ziggler so that's a that's a pretty high standard that a lot of people think of him as, and he's also associated very closely with Chris Steeler. Oh. Chris Steeler was out there during the match to help um, give moral support, let's say, to Justin Adams, and he played part of the finish. Uh, it was his interference that led to. Justin Adams winning the Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators Championship. After the match, uh, Busky Eric Martin challenged him to a match on March 25th at the Max Fit Sports Center, despite a little fear that is definitely still going on. Um, so the Max Fit Sports Center, you're going to see the World Wrestling Grand Prix Championship on the line as Busky Eric Martin looks to go for a modicum of revenge against... Chris Steeler for costing him his dog championship, and he looks to take that dangerous adrenaline wrestling gladiators championship away from him. Now I put uh, I put the link in the uh, in the comment section if you guys want to copy and paste that for later. That's to the dangerous adrenaline wrestling gladiators YouTube page where you can see many of the matches that took place at this event on uh, February the twenty third. I'm looking right now. You can see uh, that they had a Wrecking Ball Ligurski teaming up with Vinny, the Fixer, and Patch from the Old School Empire. Uh, 
there's uh, other matches that are up there too. Ty Thomas versus Lucas. Ch- oh, excuse me. That comes out tomorrow at 5 p.m. Uh, Ty Thomas versus Lucas Chase. Uh, Chris Dealer versus Matt Cross, formerly of the NWA. You guys remember him. Uh, he spent some time with MLW as well. Of course, Wrecking Ball Ligurski and the Old School Empire taking on Dave Dahl, uh, Mesh, and Samwell. And then, uh, you know, the, also that match that we were just talking about, Eric Martin. Busky. Busky. And, uh, yeah, there a couple other matches that are going to debut on that one, too. Eventually, you'll see if you if you stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe to find out. <laughs> Excuse me. But there's a couple other matches that are going to be taking place that we're going to upload soon. And there's going to be some news soon that something came out of this Rowan University. I don't have a date yet, and things aren't quite signed in the contract, but it looks like the fans of Rowan College of Burlington County might be seeing something soon. Oh, well, that would be uh, that'd be pretty awesome. Again, uh, that and that content is completely free. It's not a video on demand service. It's not a pay per view. It is free for all. Uh, head over to the Dog Pro Wrestling page, and again, uh, YouTube page. Excuse me, and again, it's in the chat. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Dog Pro Wrestling. Real easy to remember. Subscribe. Enjoy the free content and. Uh, Let's get some more uh, subscribers. They're they're at eight hundred subscribers right now, and if if they get to a thousand before the end of March, we're gonna do a giveaway here on the Alliance Guys podcast because we need to get those. We need to bump those numbers up. Those are those are decent numbers, but Dog deserves better. And if you guys can help them grow their channel, we're gonna reward you. So uh, maybe some T-shirts, maybe some uh, maybe some hats, maybe some maybe some Dubby. Maybe a date with DK. Single and ready to mingle, DK. I like it. He's, uh, mute, he's muted. I wonder if he knows that. He knows. Yeah, that. he's not talking. He's just sitting here thinking, better be better looking than me. Uh, well, yeah. Uh- <laughs> This show is cer- certainly has taken a turn for the better. I I, I love this show. Um, I leave for Mexico uh, at, well, my flight leaves at 5.50 in the morning. I'll spend a, about an hour or two in Dallas tomorrow. And then I'll be in uh, Mexico City, Mexico, uh, just in time to check into my hotel and then run off to a CMLL event. And How do you spell that? After that, I'm, I'm going to go home and, and or actually, no. I lied. I've got a concert I get to go to. I'm going to go rub elbows with some of the elite from the National Wrestling Alliance at the uh, Monster Wolf concert that's taking place just a few blocks from the uh, CMLL arena. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I'm going to go see, uh, you know, uh, Monster Wolf is the band that is uh, comprised of, uh, well, the NWA World Tag Team Champion Mecha Wolf. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what they can do uh, and then uh, after that, of course, the, the big festivity starts on uh, Saturday morning, two, or actually Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. There's about 95 minutes of actual wrestling taking place at the, uh, at the uh, World is a Vampire Festival. And we're going to talk about that card a little bit later. But then your boy Jay, after that, after that uh, on, on Sunday, uh, I will be going to another CMLL wrestling event. So we're going to have a, a lot of 
Lucha Libre content coming to this channel very, very soon. I hope you guys uh, enjoy what we're putting out there. Um, Inchilana, Inchilana TV says, hi, I'm really excited to see this fight uh, in the world as a vampire. You know, Inchilana TV, I don't know if you're going to be there in Mexico, um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll, we're going to talk about the matches in a little bit, uh, but uh, it, it looks like uh, the card has some really a couple of matches that look really, really good. And I think uh, the fans of uh, AAA are going to be surprised by what they see from the NWA. And I think likewise, the NWA fans are going to be really surprised by what they see from that AAA audience. We got Chris Drummond in the house. He's uh, now, resi <laughs> now residing in, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Big Chris dog. What's up, Chris? Do they have horrible pro wrestling in, in, in Las Vegas? And, I mean, uh, Las Vegas? They absolutely do. Do they? Oh, Chris must be ecstatic. <laughs> they have uh, the Future Stars of Wrestling, which uh, is, is um, it's not connected to any regular promotion that you guys are aware of, but they use a lot of, like, they were one of the first promotions to really use uh, Killer Cross. Um, they were using Matt Hardy when he was on the break between WWE and Impact. Uh, they've used... Um, I think right now they're one of their big stars is Danny Limelight, a friend of the show. Uh, I know Che uh, Che Cabrera and uh, Bad Dude Tito have made appearances for them. Willie Mack is a big uh, name for them. Um, they used to use Brian Cage quite a bit. It's it's a it's a fun show. That's where I first heard of Hammerstone. Oh yeah, how could I forget about Hammerstone? Yeah, he's one of the, he was like their uh, torchbearer for a very long time. Back when he was known as Single H. Yeah, it was. And uh, Chris Drummond says uh, Impact Tapes here a lot, too. Yeah, that's true. Let me know how uh, how the TMDK look when they're in Impact. Um, uh, Luthez says, is Paragon Pro still a thing? Yeah, Paragon Pro is not a thing anymore. Um, that, was a, that was a weird cluster. That was supposed to be in conjunction with the United Wrestling Network. In fact, uh, Get me drunk one of these days, and I'll tell you the story about how they ended up with the original United Wrestling Network title. We'll save that. We'll save that conversation for St. Louis, Lou. Sounds like a challenge. It's not really. Get I'm you drunk. Huh? I'm a lightweight. Um. Well, <laughs> I mean, not a lightweight, but uh, when it comes to drinking, I am. One white claw, and he's plastered. What's that? One white claw, and you're plastered. He doesn't white even claw. need the claw part. What's a white claw? That's uh, the new version of Zima. Oh, I love Zima. Is something different? There's like three people in this chat that know what we're talking about and like no one else does, and I, I kind of enjoy that. Guys, look up Zima. It's the white claw of the 90s. <laughs> it's the white claw of the early 90s. That There you go. Uh, well... Uh, we have a, a very interesting news from the last week, and we're just going to kind of rush over this because, again, the really the meat and potatoes of this podcast is we talk about power, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's uh, happening this weekend. But uh, the news that has kind of been uh, coming out is that the NWA Women's TV Title Tournament has been going on, and we know that uh, on this week's Power, we'll, and we'll get more into this later. Um, a couple matches are going to be announced for the 312 pay-per-view in Chicago. But uh, the women's TV title tournament has 
might be in in I don't want to say in peril, but uh, we know that Ashley Diambos, who just defeated uh, Samantha Starr in the first round of the tournament, has uh, recently signed a contract with the uh, with, with uh, AEW. So I don't know that her availability will continue to allow her to participate in the NWA. Now, as uh, Poyo, who was on our podcast last week and very, uh, uh, very uh, active in the chat last uh, on the uh, last pre-party, mentioned that the AEW offers tiered contracts, and some of those contracts are not exclusive, but more as a first right of refusal. So anytime that AEW or Ring of Honor has a date, if you have that contract signed, they have the opportunity to use you first. Once your dates are, are cleared through AEW, you can pretty much work anywhere else with the exception of like the WWE. And uh, so we know that uh, with Ashley DeAmbos, we don't know exactly what status her contract is, but we do know that with signing with AEW slash Ring of Honor, that could put the women's world title in jeopardy. Uh, DKM, what are your thoughts if that is the case and she does uh, is not able to continue in the tournament? And you're on mute, by the way. Well, I really don't. Has the tournament tournament already finished taping up through the pay-per-view? Do we know? That I don't know. I, I mean, I would assume so, but they could have some like the like the semifinals at the pay-per-view. Uh I mean, typically, if for some reason she wouldn't be available. Typically, they make up some excuse and then bring in whoever they last beat to take their place. Kind of like when Adam Pearce replaced uh, Brian Danielson. So it's, I would see them doing something like that. So, uh, especially if uh, a star is available. So, well... We'll see. I mean, this is kind of where we start getting into the uh, you know, Billy might need a different level of contract that if you're signing people to where you have plans for them, you probably ought to get a commitment that sees them through the plans. Yeah. And so... I don't know, but that that would be my thing right there. Is need to do a better job making sure. I just so, like to know when we're going to get the women's junior heavyweight championship and the women's uh, national championship and the women's. Um, well, we got we got the TV, so we just need more. We obviously the NWA needs more belts. Stop. That's obviously okay. Him ideas. You, you want to know a secret? Giving him ideas. You want to know a secret? Sure. There are rumors. Oh, no. Rumors that he's looking at a women's U.S. tag team title. That's next. That was next on the list. I, I heard the intergender titles. That's what I heard. And I don't well, want that I heard, either. I heard the women's tag team or U.S. tag team title first. Then there's been something about an intergender. Don't do intergender. That's just bad. I, look, 
if the idea is they want to present an intergender tag team division, that's fine. But but don't crown a champion. If you're going to do that, just send your guys to Mexico with AAA, where they have an established intergender tag team division. That's probably done a lot better than what the NWA can hope to do. Uh, it's just intergender wrestling. I don't know. I don't understand the popularity of it because I'm not into it. But just like that being said, I'm not into deathmatch wrestling. I don't understand the popularity of that either. I guess there's a market for it, but that's not for me. And I, I'm already feeling like there's enough on the show that's not for me that I don't feel like you should do anything more that's not for me, if that makes yeah, and, sense at all. And the real question becomes at what you know, at what point where you go, oh well, there are people that like it, you know, like Jaden says, there are people that like, you know, dog fights and cock fights and all that good stuff doesn't mean it's a good thing to have. Wait, did you say all that good stuff? All that good <laughs> stuff. Poor choice of words, my friend. Sarcasm. Did you hear sarcasm? I didn't. Not like I'm known not known to be sarcastic. But anyway. We need I know you know what they need now? An NWA interspecies championship. Don't give them ideas, Jaden, like Jay was saying. So if it's going to be horrible, let's make it as horrible as possible. I suppose. Can we get a real bold can we get a real bull to win the title? Or a real, a real bull? A, a bull versus a bear. That'll work. Yeah. Maybe the manable. No. Maybe Mantar. I th- I say we all retire. I'll say this: if they introduce an interspecies division, I'm I'm officially ending the website and the podcast. I wouldn't blame you on that one. Uh. So, I don't know. It's funny because we all kind of thought uh, La Rosa Negra was probably be the top person to put that title on the women's TV title. And she's challenging Camille. And I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I like La Rosa Negra. It's she fucker. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I pulled a DK. I I didn't read the end of that at first when I put it up. I read. I pulled a DK because that's immediately caught my attention for some reason. You know that's that's not a bad idea. Oh God, no! <laughs> Wait, why did the number just drop? The number what? just dropped on the. I think everyone just turned off the show, man. You know, Poyo kept me cracked up last week. I don't need Jake <laughs> trying, you know, match that. Poyo was awesome. If you guys didn't see that, go back and watch it. It was fun. Because you know she's. She's had five or six husbands, two or three, which were her own. That was a good line. She got yeah, she me, like, Jay's been sliding into my DMs. It's like, I mean, I have, but not like that. But like, I, I, I couldn't even respond to that. So what do you say? Yeah, you know, that was, and that was a pretty good impression. Don't, <laughs> don't no sell me on that. That was good. Best damn poil I've ever done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you admit you're doing Poyo, huh? Uh, I wouldn't you go. enjoy doing Poyo? You better be glad Thrillbilly's not going to be around. Yeah, well, he won't be in Mexico. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You better be glad. 
you know, interestingly enough, and we might as well just talk about the the card in Mexico before we talk about power because I think it's more interesting, anyways. Um, the interesting thing about this card, uh, for one one thing that's interesting to me, anyways, is that one of the talents that's working for the NWA, who up until recently was a very active member of New Japan Strong, was featured on their programming quite regularly, was Kratos. Kratos was a part of Team Filthy. Um, that's uh, Dirty Tom Lawler's group in, uh, or excuse me, Filthy Tom Lawler. Dirty is somebody else that we don't talk about anymore. Uh, Tom Lawler's group in New Japan Strong. And he was a very active member competing on a lot of those cards all throughout the United States. And now that it seems like that show is coming to an end, uh, but it looks like that Kratos is working this, well, he's booked. He's, he's, he's on his way to Mexico as we speak. And, and Jaden, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you might know a little bit more about this than I do, but isn't there some sort of relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling and CMLL that prohibits New Japan talent from working with AAA talent? Technically, if I remember correctly, the New Japan strong wrestlers aren't actual New Japan talent. It's kind of like a farm system to try to build up to get to it, except for obviously the ones who wrestle for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So that okay. might be the loophole. Okay. But other than that, uh, yeah, the CMLL and AAA relationship isn't very amicable. Yeah. So I could see them pulling something like that if he just wants to wrestle for New Japan Strong anyway. Well, I mean... Now, is there if there's even still a New Japan Strong? From what I understand, and, and I don't have all the answers, and a lot of this is coming from secondhand information, but... Uh, it sounds like a lot of the, in lieu of a New Japan Strong program, that those talents are now going to be working with Ring of Honor, which I think is it's kind of a smart move because you're you're saving a lot of money on production and everything, and you could still run your New Japan uh, American pay-per-views. You just don't need to have a weekly TV program for it. Well, that's good because they don't have a weekly TV program anyway with uh, Ring of Honor. They have an internet program. This is true. This is true. Um, but uh, to get to, uh, to to get more back to the, uh, the show that's coming up this Saturday, I mean, this is the first time that we're going to see a couple of – well, it's the first time for many things. Number one, it's the first time the Lightning One era has taken a show on the road internationally of course they'll be doing this again in april when they go to australia but this will be the first time that uh the nwa has as a whole is leaving the confines of the united states um they're they're bringing the world's heavyweight champion uh for the first time ever the burke is going to be defended in mexico for the first time ever the world junior heavyweight championship will be defended in mexico mm -hmm. and i'll be honest i don't know that the world tag team titles have ever been defended in mexico so I think uh, it's first for a lot of uh, the NWA, a lot of uh, first-time historic uh, moments for the NWA. Uh, DK, are you surprised that the Burke has never been defended in Mexico? Not really. Only in the sense that, you know, there hasn't really been a – major NWA Women's Championship since Fabulous Moolah sold out to WWE. Mm -hmm. 
And so, you know, we've had a couple of small Mexican promotions in, but, you know, they're only, they were only interested in the 10 pounds of gold, quite literally. Yeah. And so, or any of the lighter weight belts that they could claim and control. So I'm not surprised that it hasn't. I don't know that during that time, you know, it's only been recently in wrestling history that women's wrestling has been anything more than just a special attraction. So I can't say I'm surprised, but it will be interesting. It will be interesting that it's happening. So, I mean, you know, History is still history. Is um, why is the Smashing Pumpkins coming to Mexico anyway? Is there like a huge Cenobite uh, population in Mexico that I don't know about? Actually, believe it or not, um, I I listened to the press conference that uh, Billy Corgan had, um, and the first fifty minutes of it was with regards to the concert and the festival, and the next fifty minutes of it was with regards to the actual wrestling, and. He said that uh, these were his words, and I don't have a way of verifying this, but uh, that the Smashing Pumpkins were uh, streamed the most in Mexico more than any other country. So maybe there is something to that. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure those numbers, if you're an artist, I'm sure you could find those numbers very easily. But like maybe on Spotify or whatever, uh, they are the most streamed in Mexico. So there is a demand for the Smashing Pumpkins in that country. That's interesting. It must be the uh, Hellraiser population, the Cenobites out there that love Billy Corgan. When you say Cenobites, I don't know what that is. Can you explain? You ever seen the? You never seen the movie Hell, uh, Hellraiser? No. Oh. Then we can't. Well, yeah. <laughs> You really couldn't understand it, but it's uh, if you look at the movie Hellraiser and then look at Billy Corgan, take the pins off of him and you got the same person. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you, I got gotcha. you, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, and I'll look, I'll let you know <laughs> when, I, when I get there, I'll, I'll tell you uh, what I see in Mexico City, but um, <laughs> uh, I do know that um, our pal Tim says he's the pinhead, baby. Yes, I know. I know that's Hellraiser, the guy with the pins in his head. I know that guy. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of talking about. Look at a look at more recent pictures, and then look at Pinhead and tell me that they're not separated at birth. <laughs> um, well, you know what? They're from another dimension. Maybe the NWA could have an interdimensional championship now. Sh- shut it! <laughs> shut it! Um, I do know this. Uh, go ahead, DK. Were you about to say something? No, just. Wait, I was repeating you. I was um, validating you, Jay. I appreciate it. Um, I do know that also in that press conference, Billy said uh, when it comes to the festival that this is the first time they're doing it in Mexico, but they hope it becomes an annual tradition. And it's not even necessarily needs to be a Smashing Pumpkins uh, concert, so to speak. He said that he likes the idea of an alternative music festival uh, in Mexico, he he feels like in the United States, um, where these music festivals were ignited through alternative rock music, uh, have become more of a uh, 
more akin to pop music now than than the old-fashioned rock and roll and so he's hoping that uh, this will take root in mexico city and be a regular thing now he also said two other things like we know that this is um they're taking this act to australia but the plan is also to do one of these shows events uh festivals in the united states which will combine the rock and roll and wrestling not unlike the 1980s of uh the WWE rock and wrestling type uh, fashion. So um, who knows, maybe uh, coming to a, a ballpark near you, we'll have a, a Smashing Pumpkins concert littered with pro wrestling and, and other uh, indie music labels uh, bands. Um, with that being said, now to the wrestling part, uh, he also mentioned, Billy mentioned during the press conference that they are ongoingly discussing a working relationship between the NWA and AAA. And uh, as Big Chris Dog pointed out to me earlier, that it seems like there is going to be less talent from AAA, excuse me, from AEW and Ring of Honor working with uh, AAA, and that this would be an opportunity to still have American-based talent in the promotion in Mexico. And a lot of the WW, excuse me, a lot of the NWA guys who are working these shows do have history with the WWE or Impact, and uh, could further kind of bridge that uh, relationship by having um, the more well-known American names appear in the uh, in the AAA. We we know that this is going to happen with the Lucha Libre World Cup, where Tom, and Camille, and uh, uh, CJ, Christy Jane and Natalia Markova will all be taking part in that, uh, in that, uh, world cup. So we do know that they are, you know, they have some interest in some of the NWA talent. This will be the third time. Well, second time for uh, Camille to show up in uh, AAA. So it does look like there might be some sort of relationship booming here. Uh, what do you think about that, Jane? Do you think a good, uh, a relationship between AAA and the NWA is a good thing? I think anywhere NWA can get talent that's outside that could help expose them to new audiences and expose their audience to more talent, I think is a good thing. Yes. Um, if that means we have way more flips and stuff, I may not be the happiest about it, but there's a lot of talent in Mexico that can do some great things. And I think they're going to be great for the NWA. Um, DK, what are your thoughts? Hey, basically nailed it. Uh, if you can get working relationships with with outside talent that you can get in and do some stuff, will be good. Now, AAA does have a tendency to work with everybody. Yeah. So, if you can, you got to be a little bit careful that you don't necessarily want to put your uh, you don't necessarily want to let your people win a title there and then have them lose it to a MLW wrestler, impact wrestler or AEW wrestler. Although AAA and AEW seem to be on the outs currently. So we'll see. Um, I did want to point out uh, also some of the comments. Uh, Dodie says you already in Mexico, Jay. No, I'm still here. I leave. Uh, I leave at uh, five in the morning. Actually, my flight takes off at five fifty 
uh, Pacific Standard Time. I'll be flying into Dallas for a few hours and then on my way to Mexico City. Uh, Luthez says, I've met both Corgan and Bradley Jaden. Oh, and Bradley, Jaden ain't wrong. Oh, no. I think that's in terms of your interspecies wrestling, maybe. Um, Dodie says, Rock and Wrestling Connection will see MWA on MTV. No, I don't think we'll see the NWA on MTV, but it might be interesting if they could make that work. Uh, but I don't think uh, the MTV doesn't even do music anymore, right? It's just reruns of ridiculousness, I think. And uh, do they still have the real world at least? Uh, I don't even know if they still have the real world, to be honest. I think it's like ridiculousness and uh, and uh, award shows, and I think that's it. Uh, Mike says, good, less AEW and other means more NWA talent working. Very happy with that. And then Jeremy says, I think the Billy was uh, spinning more carny tells. I can't, I can find no proof that they are the most streamed of anything in Mexico. Uh, <clears throat> oh, and then uh, Luthes says it was Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley uh, equals pinhead. So yes, your 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 uh, Cenobites or whatever it was, John Cenobites. Yes. Yeah can't see me and then uh dave scooby says i would love to see matt cross return to the nwa and work a program with carrie for the junior heavyweight title i mean man ha, i the only thing i don't want to say bad things about carrie because he seems like a really good guy and i really would like to like carrie morton i still think he's very very green in the ring and it's unfortunate because i i really want to i want to see him become a star i do i think uh he's got a lot of the right tools but I still think he needs to do some more work. Uh, not unlike Kenzie Page, I think, uh, you know, some some more conditioning, some more, uh, you know, character development, I think could do uh, big things for for uh, Kerry Morton. I don't think he's ready to face somebody like Matt Cross in the ring without being really outclassed. Jaden, what do you think? Um, Matt Cross can really, really go. I saw that in person on last Thursday it, and he was narrowly just missed out becoming the WWGP champion. I think Matt Cross can win any championship he sets his mind to. And I think if that did happen, we would have a new NWA world's junior heavyweight champion. And honestly, now thinking about it though, if they really want to do rock and wrestling. They need to Harry, um, hire Harry Smilak and uh, bring in the band kick. And that'll really make that convention going. And like about two people know what I'm talking about there. Was that the Body Slam movie with with Piper and Ventura? It was in Ventura with Piper and and the Tonga Kid. But yes, that's right. That's right. Best wrestling movie ever. <laughs> Not a really high bar. <laughs> Even though the wrestler was really really good, I have to say that. Yeah, DK. Uh. You know, Kerry Martin's taken on two non-AAA wrestlers, basically speaking, right? That's, and so I think that just says everything that needs to be said, doesn't it? Uh, he's not ready to take on the AAA talent. The AAA talent's not going to want to lose to him. So here we can say he's there, and we can say he's defended the title in Mexico. But he didn't defend the title against, you know, any top AAA junior heavyweight. 
But let's let's run down the card while we have a moment. Um, Homicide and Scion are going to be taking on Commander and Octagon Jr. Now, Commander just made his debut for AEW. Um, you guys might have seen that clip of the of the guy running across the ropes and then leaping into uh, the massive huddled wrestlers underneath them. Uh, that dude is a very interesting high flyer. Obviously, if you're not into flips, you're not going to be into Commander. You might not be into this show at all, actually, but uh, Commander and Octagon Jr. are taking on the uh, makeshift tag team of Homicide and Scion. The last time we saw these two was at uh, Enough Said. They were fighting each other for that national championship. Now they'll be teaming together. DK, what do you think about this partnership between Scion and, and Homicide, and do you think it's a good fit for uh, AAA? Uh, I think the match will be good. I mean, generally speaking, I think this is one of those things that obviously is going to be used to showcase showcase the AAA talent versus the NWA talent. Uh, Homicide, well known. I think Scion. It's a chance to get your national champion. Hey, he's got a mask on too. They'll love him. He does have a mask on. <laughs> So, and honestly, I hope whoever pins him, if he gets pinned, uh, gets a shot at the national championship. That's an old-fashioned an old way to circumvent around to a championship match. Yep. So, you know, let's see. Um, Jaden, I mean, what do you think? Uh, Homicide's definitely going to get over in Mexico, right? I don't know. He's Puerto Rican. Yeah, but I mean... so I know so- you're racist and you can't tell the difference, but... So is Mecha Wolf for crying out loud. I just meant his in-ring abilities, dude. That has nothing to do with his race. Mecha Wolf's racist? Shit. (laughs) I would have never thought that. No, but seriously, Homicide's extremely talented. They can get over anywhere. His wrestling ability is really where he shines. And he doesn't really need to cut a promo, which is always a good thing. Um so I think that'll be an interesting match. You know, Scion has, I like that his work ethics and his work uh, determination. I just don't necessarily like his work rates, at least not in that gimmick mask. Uh, but he's solid, I guess. And Homicide will probably be leading the match. I think they will be really, really good, honestly, because they need it to be. I know that, um, I know that, uh, Outside of the NWA, uh, we've seen a different Scion, and I, maybe, maybe from the without the confines of Austin Idol, without the confines of that Power Studio, maybe we'll see a better Scion. Maybe we'll see a more enthusiastic Scion. Maybe we'll see the Scion who had the grit, fire, and determination that got him that national title. If they do get Dirk Benedict to help them with the uh, rock and wrestling, hope he doesn't confuse Scion for a Cylon. Oh, shit. By your commands. Yeah, I'm really bringing out the... Uh, guys, get your get your Wikipedia going, because this is the only way you're going to know what I'm talking about, except for everybody who's old like me. There's a lot of us that are older. Uh, the next match uh, that's, that's on the card, we've got Aaron Stevens and Natalia Markova teaming up for the first time to take on Aris and La Hidera. I don't... I'm not familiar with either uh, Aris or La Hidera, but uh, I do know that Aaron Stevens is a fun wrestler to watch, but I've never seen him work with Natalia Markova. Uh, I thought the obvious answer would have been Mercurio, 
DK, do you have any insight why we're getting Stevens as opposed to Mercurio? Uh, the only thing I can think of is Stevens, a former WWE wrestler. He's better known to fans. Who the hell's Mercurio? And so I would see you want to get somebody that has name value and showcase them in the ring. The important question isn't who the hell is Mercurio. The important question is why the hell is Mercurio? What the hell is Mercurio? And and the important thing is that this can be a therapy session for May and Aaron uh, when he gets back from Mexico. You know, they can go to therapy and she can ask him why she was teaming with the badass with a great ass. And, you know, which, by the way, is her T-shirt. Don't you own that T-shirt? Hmm? What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, okay. Is, is, um, is Martel- Natalia Markova, is that the girl from uh, uh, Two Broke Girls? Yeah, that's your... Uh, is that Stifler's your, mom? Stifler's mom, yeah, that's it. Okay. Stifler's mom has got it going on. She's all that I want. And I've waited so long. Poor Jennifer Coolidge, man. She's always going to be known as Stifler's mom. Or the lady from uh, Two Broke Girls. Next up, we got the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship uh, Triple Threat match. This was just announced again yesterday at the press conference. Now, you know, our, our pal Kerry Morton uh, let it slip that he would be at that uh, at the pay-per-view. He said he would be in Mexico back on the 23rd when he responded to a tweet of mine and said, yeah, he would be in Mexico. Uh, the match was originally scheduled to be Sal the Pal versus uh, Jack Cartwheel. Jack Cartwheel, a standout from NorCal, uh, really, uh, when you talk about high-flying and flippity-flops and spots, that's your guy. I mean, he, he made his name on that. In fact, uh, his time in championship wrestling from Hollywood uh, led to him working for Game Changer Wrestling, which brought him to AAA, and he's been there ever since and has been uh, one of the bright spots for the promotion. But he is an Americano. He is a, he's a white kid, I believe. And, uh, I think they call them gringos. Gringos, yeah, freaking gringos, uh, stealing all those jobs in Mexico. He's going to be working against um, Kerry Morton and Sal the Pal for that junior heavyweight title. Uh, you know, DK alluded to this earlier. Um, Kerry Morton's not in the ring with uh, two uh, more known luchadores. Uh, what do you think? Which one of us? Either one. Somebody answer. DK already said something, so you said. Yeah, I'm giving my opinion. What do you I think? think Sal the Pal has the best face that he makes behind in that video with you and the uh, Pretty Empowered or whatever they're Pretty and Pink. Pretty Empowered is right. Okay. Um, I think he makes the best face as he's sitting there looking like you just dropped a big stanky fart. Can and... you believe that there are some people in this world that need yeah, not watch that face. to the Alliance Vlog Podcast? Shame on you! Shame on you! My name is Ella Indy, and I'm one half of the NWA Women's World Tag Team Champion. <laughs> and I'm Kimmy Page, the other half of the NWA World Women's Tag Team Champion. And you better go listen to the Alliance Vlog. What is it called? The podcast. Period. You're ugly. You're ugly. Power approved. Yeah, that's the same face that DK makes when he's watching AEW. That's not true. This is the face I make when I'm watching AEW. All right. What are you? What are you hanging yourself? <laughs> yep. You're not Jeffrey Epstein. He didn't hang himself either. 
We all know he didn't hang himself. I thought you were gonna say David Carradine. Um, anyways, next up is uh, this. I think it'll be the big Triple um, A. This is the only Triple A title that's gonna be defended, <clears throat> and this is a really big showcase for the NWA too, because I think it's three of the top stars uh, of the NWA. Any one of these guys could be considered a potential challenge for the ten pounds of gold. We've got uh, Nueva Generation Dynamite. I'm trying. Uh, they are your AAA uh, trios champions. I've actually got to see them wrestle and crash uh, last year when they took on uh, uh, our tag team champions, La Rebellion. I've, actually, that's maybe it's closer to two years ago. And uh, La Rebellion um, teaming with Ray Oras uh, took on this tag team, and it was a it was a very fun match. These guys are very quick, uh, fast paced, high flying type guys. And, and they're not small. Um, I don't know how they're going to scale up against uh, Tom Latimer, Chris Adonis, and Kratos, because those are three the biggest heavy hitters that you have in the NWA. But it's going to be pretty darn close, and I, I think that's going to be a real fun match. DK, what do you think uh, you, What do you think for Tom and, uh, and Chris and JR when they head to Mexico? Well, of course, Tom and Adonis have a history together. Technically, they've teamed with uh, the Strictly Business team that one time with uh, Kratos. That is true. So, it's not their first time as a six-man tag team, but, uh, you know, look, it's a way to get your names in there in an important match since it's for a title. Uh, she pointed out it's the only triple A title that's online, which in a way is kind of sad, but uh, you know, they're not going to win the titles. I, I don't think they do. Uh, this will actually focus in to a question I was going to ask after, but I'll go ahead and ask it now that we can think about maybe talk about after. Uh, are there anything, is there anything you can see being a surprise? I mean, when you kind of look down the card, you kind of go, well, you know, this, you know, Tyrus is going to win. Uh, you know, Camille's going to win. The tag team champions are going to win. You know, Carrie's going to win, you know, or whatever. And so the thing starts going, the AAA champions are going to win. So the question starts becoming, so you kind of assume AAA is going to win all the other non-title matches. And so then you start going, okay, if there's going to be a surprise in here, one or two surprises, which match do you think would happen? And that, so let's finish looking at them and then kind of afterwards go, you know, which one would I see a surprise? Okay. Um, now, these matches aren't necessarily in any order, more kind of my assumption of what's going to be what. Uh, but then we have the NWA Women's World Championship match, the first time the Burke has been defended in Mexico. You have Camille, who's already taken that title to the United Kingdom. She's taken the title to uh, Canada. In fact, she was in uh, Alberta, uh, British Columbia for that title. So, uh, and, and now she's heading down to Mexico city to defend the title, not challenge for a title, but actually defend it. Um, meaning that she's, she's taking care of North America and parts of Europe. Um, and she'll be taking on lady flamer. Uh, for those who are watching MLW might be familiar with lady flamer. She's had a few matches working for MLW. She's worked a few Indies in the U S 
but most of her notoriety came in Mexico um, where she, I think just in the last year or two uh, caught on with AAA. Um, I, I'm not really sure what to expect here. It's going to be a styles clash for sure. Jaden, I mean, Oh, DK says he wants quick, to cut quick in. Time out. Something that we can talk about after this again and, you know, delays from getting to power. Uh, MLW leaving reels. Reels kicking MLW off. We'll get we'll, we'll jump to that before power. But uh, Jane, what are you, what are your thoughts, real quick, on uh, Lady Flamer and Camille? I'm not familiar with Lady Flamer, and I do know you know I've watched some Camille. Uh, women's wrestling's taken a lot more seriously in Mexico, and I think it'll be nice that it'll be presented as a big deal in Mexico. So I'm actually looking forward to that match. It's probably the one match I want to see more than any other match on the card. I, I think, uh, well, DK, tell me what your thoughts are, and then I'll, I'll add mine. Well, a little bit like Jane, I'm not overly familiar with her. I don't, I am under the impression that she's kind of a smaller person around, you know, just kind of over five foot. So I don't really know her style or anything. But like Jaden said, they take women's wrestling more seriously there. And so I, we know Camille can put on a good match. So as long as, as, long as Lady Flamer can put on a good match, I think, you know, it has the potential of being a show stealer. I also feel like I agree with you. Um, we know that Camille has been very, uh, we've seen an evolution of Camille. Uh, she's not just a powerhouse wrestler that we first got anointed with uh, when she had her first debut on power, her first match. I mean, she was basically just a, you know, kick stomp spear pin. Uh, we've seen her evolve, whether it be wrestling with, with uh, uh, Thunder Rosa or, or uh, um, any one of the talents she had to face to get to the women's championship. Um, you know, she's got victories over Chelsea Green, Maxine Paler, Taya Valkyrie. She's been able to prove that she can work multiple styles of wrestling. And this might be her biggest test because she's going into Mexico. She's wrestling somebody who's more accustomed to high flying style of wrestling where yes, she is a good power wrestler. She, her, her technique has gotten a lot better. She's training with everybody. I mean, she's recently started training, uh, having done training with, um, with Nady Nyhart and also trained with, uh, lady frost not too long ago. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting, um, uh, did I say Lady Frost? Um, not Lady Frost. Um, anyways, doesn't matter. She's been training in different styles of wrestling. I know she's working on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I know she's uh, training with, um, like I said, with Natty and I Heart, different styles of wrestling. So I, I don't know what we're going to get when we get to Mexico City, but this certainly feels like a, a great tune-up for her match with La Rosa Negra in uh, Chicago. All right. Okay. Um, next <laughs> the next match is uh, the World Tag Team Champions, uh, La Rebellion, which is Bestia Seis Mecha Wolf, who is Puerto Rican. And apparently racist, according to, DK, according to Jay. Yeah, uh, not me. Yeah. Say that. And, uh, you know, he put me on the guest list, man. Watch it. 
I don't want my privileges revoked, sir. You have white uh, privileges. I got you. Do white privileges work in Mexico? Maybe. Um, they'll be, uh, you know, they'll be joined by um, the originator, uh, Damien Seis, and uh, they're going to be taking on Blue Demon Jr., your former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and Vampiro, who is, uh, you know, a Lucha Libre legend, uh, never really competed for the NWA outside of a few matches in Impact TNA Wrestling. But, uh, you know, both of those guys are, you know, well past their prime. And I don't mean to sound insulting, but Blue Demon Jr., I think, is 53. I think Vampiro is like 51. These aren't young, uh, young, talented wrestlers. They're seasoned, grizzled vets, uh, which means that the unexpected could happen. But, DK, what are your thoughts on this tag team, La Rebellion, taking on uh, Demon and Vampiro? Uh, yeah, I, it's not the Rock and Roll Express, I guess. Uh, you know... I can't say I'm excited about it, but again, if you're playing the name game, you got two people that have big appeal in Mexico uh, versus, you know, challenging for our titles. So it's, it's, uh, I, there's probably still enough in their tanks to put on a good match. I would, if, uh, uh, Daddy 666 comes along with his mist. So I think we know what will happen there. Hotline. And I don't know. I, I can't say I'm excited over the idea of it, but we'll see. See, they may be seasoned veterans to you, uh, Jay, but in the NWA, they're actually middle-aged. <laughs> I, mean, oh, I mean, they're same age as Tyrus, aren't they? Middle-aged and crazy, yeah. All right, let me look here. Then I'm going to pull it up. You guys keep talking. Tell me, Jane, what do you think about the world heavyweight champion, former world heavyweight champion coming back to the NWA after all this time? I mean, the last time we saw him in an NWA ring, he was asking Nick Aldis for a shot at the title. Well, now he'll ask Tyrus for it, or either that or he'll, he'll uh, bribe him with a, a Mexican buffet of tacos and tostitos and enchiladas and quasi dillas and excuse me blue demon jr is 56 years old that sounds more like it and uh vampiro is there's a lot of vampiros out there 55 years old so yeah they're right about in the middle of the age limit in the nwa right now Rem Remember when he was the young guy and, you know, the new blood versus old blood and, you know, wrestling sting or something like that. And there were maybe like just a few years difference in age. Yeah. By the way, Vampiro's Canadian. Yeah, I, I knew that. It's interesting when you hear him talk and I, you know, I get it. If you speak Spanish, you speak Spanish, but his fluency and the way he speaks. And of course he's lived there for decades now. His Spanish is so like good that you forget he's Canadian. You kind of forget he's even, you know, you 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 kind of expect him to be Mexican with the the way that he speaks so fluently. Hey DK, what is Mexican for A? You. 
You? You know, like, what you doing, eh? How you doing, eh? They have, what's what's Mexican for hockey, eh? Que pasa. That's that's cheese, uh, isn't it? Oh, what's Mexican for a que pasa? What's Mexican for hockey? Who cares? Me. Yeah, <laughs> that's because you like hockey. Yes, I like a real sport. I like real sports that are legitimate, like hockey. And pro wrestling. I don't like fake sports like the NFL or... Hey, look, I, I have nothing against against hockey uh, except for sometimes they play some stupid game with a puck instead of punching each other. Yeah, that's true. I did go to a fight in a hockey game. did break out once. And so it was, you know, as long as they're actually hockeying, not, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to push some little black puck across the ice, I'm fine. The next match uh, that I want to talk about, I think it might be the show stealer and not because it would be a traditional triple A match, but I think it'd be what we call here a Haas fight. Cause you're going to have Trevor Murdoch representing the national wrestling Alliance, former two-time world heavyweight champion, def- uh, not defending, but facing off against psycho clown from triple A. And I know that psycho clown, I've seen him in action before. He is not a small guy. Now, I don't believe he is as big as Trevor Murdoch, but he isn't some uh, some smaller guy that's going to get pushed around very easily. This could be a battle of some brute strength, some Haas's fighting here. And DK, I know you're a big Haas fight fan. What, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this is the one I'm jealous about. I mean, you know, I, I would want to see this one of all the matches that are listed because – and I don't know enough about Mexico to know how much they fight around the arena or fight around the ring or, you know, stuff like that. If, if this was, you know, Carlos, Carlon, Puerto Rico, they would, they would be fighting, you know, somewhere up in the stands while the main event goes on still. <laughs> so I would think that, I would think this will be the fun match of the night. And, and as far as uh, ringside brawling, um, this is going to be a different kind of venue where it's not like in an enclosed, uh, you know, arena. It's going to be out on a soccer field. And I think on opposite sides will be stages and a wrestling ring in the center. So I don't know, like, uh, how they're going to be able to do too much brawling on the outside. But famously, I remember seeing Blue, uh, excuse me, uh, La Parca in a wrestling match outside the ring in some some foolish fan tugged at his tugged at his mask and, and he just popped the guy right in the face. And I popped so hard when I saw that. And I watched that video clip like 15 times in a row. <sighs> I have a question though. You said this is a Haas fight? Yes. Do the, do does do people with the do Haas's know the NWA exists? Do Haas? Do Haas's know the NWA exists? I don't know. Like Charlie Haas. Like Charlie Haas. (laughs) He used to. He knows when it's advantageous to him. Uh, Doty says that Trevor versus Psycho Psycho Clown will be the main event. It might be, you know, because there's no rule that says that the 10 pounds of gold has to go on last. And I got to be quite honest with you. I don't think that Daga and, and, uh, 
Tyrus are going to really have a five-star match anyways, but uh, that's the main, that's what I thought would be the main event would be the world heavyweight title match, but that's not necessarily the case. Jaden, have you seen any of dog? Are you familiar with him? Didn't he used to be with, um, Oh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Tess Valentine or Tess Blanchard. Yes. Yeah. And he, he was working for impact the same time that she was, uh, world champion. Well, I guess then the, the Impact fans might know who sh- he is, and all seven of them might buy the pay-per-view. <laughs> I don't think it's a pay-per-view as much as I think it's going to be a... Uh, <clears throat> I think it's going to be a, uh, a power trip. Well, of course, Billy Corgan's going to go on a really big power trip as he has the band playing. <laughs> it's more of an ego trip, though, I would think. Maybe. Uh, DK, your thoughts? I love right now that DK sounding the best he ever did. <laughs> the only hope that's, um, the dog that's almost the greatest when you go black, Jay. Uh, once you go black, I wish you'd never go back. Oh, that's that's not kind. <laughs> but anyway, as I was saying, uh, the only way this match is going to be good is if Dogger can make it good. Uh, he has a lot of experience wrestling big guys. He's been in the ring with Alexander. Alexander Ham- Hammerstone. He's, he's, been in the he's been in the ring with Alexander <laughs> Hamilton? Uh, he's been in the ring. <laughs> We've been with... trying to get revenge for Aaron Burr? Yes. Uh, On the play, <laughs> too. And he's been in the ring with Brian Cage. Uh, he's been in bed with Tessa Blanchard. So, you know, that's probably wasn't. Yeah, I heard he did the job multiple times. Me, too. And. Uh, I would. So he, he he has skills. He's been in the he's been in the ring with big guys. He can go. But man, can Trevor do anything other than lumber and then sell his leg when someone drops drop kicks him in the leg? Uh, a smaller guy. Well, hopefully Daga can make Tyrus great again. Oh, shit. I got to use that joke twice to find the podcast. <laughs> Jaden, Jaden, Jaden. Unfortunately, this time you might be correct, though. Hopefully, but uh, I, don't, I don't see it happening. I mean, it, it's it's not a match I can be excited about. I can't, I can't sit there and go, "Ooh, how exciting!" You know, I think this will just be a interesting clash in styles, or you know, Dave versus Goliath. You know, Brian Danielson versus Brock Lesnar. It's gonna be Tyrus. Yeah. Um... If, if you guys are holding your breath for an amazing match that night, I don't know that you're going to get it. Um, it just doesn't, uh, not, not in that one, not in that matchup. I don't see that happening, but. Um, I mean, let's be honest, his match with Cardona wasn't very good. So, you know. His match with Cardona is disappointing. Like I'll be the first one to admit that it was, it was very disappointing. Um, I really doubt you're the first one to admit that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure everybody who was there watching it live was admitting it. That's fair. Uh, I think Cardona probably admitted it. Yeah, well, I'm sure he. I'm sure he did. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't uh, anything to write home about for sure. I'm actually. I was uh, looking through my files to see if I could find the one time I saw Daga wrestle. Um, it was in a like a. I think it was a six 
person match. It was Tessa, it was Daga, and I believe Willie Mack versus, uh, I want to say, um, I think it was, uh, oh, what were those guys called? Um, in Impact, they were like the three rascals, I guess. Does that make sense? You know what I'm talking about? No. Did they come on scooters? Uh, no. No, they did not. Anyways, I don't have video footage. I thought I did. Never mind. Moving forward. Dave Scooby points out that Daga is about a foot shorter than Tyrus, about 100 pounds lighter. I would say probably like a foot and a half. I think Daga is maybe 5'5 five, five at best. Um, so, yeah, okay, maybe a foot is right. And uh, 100 pounds, I'm saying closer to 200. I think Tyrus isn't. Tyrus is probably about 400 pounds, right? Am I wrong? He's three spins. When he gets on the scale, the little thing spins around three times. <laughs> and and Daga is probably about 180 pounds, 165 pounds. Um, yeah, he's he's a big. Tyrus is a big guy. It's going to be a big deal. Uh, not a big deal, but it's going to be a big difference in weight, a big difference in size. Um, how weird? Okay, what what DKM said earlier, like. The big surprise. What if the big surprise is Daga wins the 10 pounds of gold? Maybe that means he'll bring Tessa with him. No, the NWA. Divorced. What was that? They got divorced. Oh, really? Were they married? I can't, I can't imagine a, uh, a Blanchard getting divorced. <laughs> don't, don't worry. I'm sure I'm sure Daga, Daga will now marry whoever Magnum TA's daughter? Yeah, something to that effect. I don't know. A big rival or something. <laughs> I'll marry Tony Khan's daughter. I heard he's a big rival of Tully right now. So uh, here's the late-breaking news. Former Impact World Champion Tessa Blanchard and Mexican wrestler Daga have released a joint statement to announce they are getting a divorce. The pair who tied the knot in August of 2020 broke the news last night and asked everyone to respect their privacy as they navigate the next chapter of their lives. So there you go. So what's we're next? Making, we're making the big announcement now. Months later. Yeah, it's literally a month later because it happened like last month. Um, <clears throat> okay, so that is uh, that. That's what that's what's going on this weekend. And of course, um, uh, Doty says power trip makes sense because this trip is in Mexico. Yeah, I think it's going to, I mean, I don't know for sure if it's going to be considered a power trip. Um, I, Billy Corgan did uh, confirm that the matches will be taped for distribution for both triple a and for the NWA. Uh, it, all in all, it looks like there's about uh, 95 minutes of actual wrestling taking place this weekend. So of course, uh, you know, it's not a full like pay-per-view it's uh, but there will be some pretty good matches. And of course, um, for those in attendance, you're going to get to hear a lot of music from Smashing Pumpkins, Interpol, and a, a few other bands that, uh, quite honest, I'm not familiar with. Uh, this is, it's funny that I'm flying to Mexico for this particular event, and this will be the show with the least amount of wrestling I'll be watching this weekend. So, um, probably the least amount of good wrestling you'll be watching too. Um, so it goes. That that leads us to uh, NWA Power. No, actually, no. Wait, we're going to talk a little bit about what surprises, uh, what surprise we think is going to happen. 
Uh, DK, since you came up with a question, you answer it first. What's the big surprise you think will happen this weekend? Or uh, I guess what surprise do you want to happen? Uh, or you phrase the question you want to phrase. I think the surprise that's possible of happening. I mean, I think most of these are straightforward. With maybe the exception of Murdoch and Psycho Clown. That could, you know, there may be a victor. There may be a count out or maybe double DQ. I don't know. But the one that I think actually has the possibility of like, oh, well, I didn't see that happening, is the tag team title change. I just see Blue Demon and them putting the title on Blue Demon and Vampiro because they're Blue Demon Jr. and Vampiro. I'm not saying they would hold it long. I'm just saying I, I could see that. And then I guess set set up a rematch for the pay-per-view or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like they have a number one's contender. Uh, I mean, I guess they're, they are doing a number one contenders match this weekend on USA when the Savages take on uh, – uh, uh, who are they taking on? The Savages are taking on um, – oh, I don't know. Never mind. I don't know. Randy had any kids. I thought that was for the U.S., Tag titles. No, that's the number one contenders for the world tag titles. Okay. The Savages and maybe the Spectaculars. Oh, no, no. Uh, the Savages and the uh, Ill Begotten. Of course, now we got to figure out is uh, if you're a number one challenger for the U.S. tag titles, which U.S. tag titles are you the number one contender for? <laughs> oh, great. How dare you, sir? How dare <laughs> yeah. you, indeed? Huh. How dare you be logical? Well, I mean, you're right. There are two tag titles currently, uh, U.S. tag titles floating around that uh, that wrestling promotion. I told you the NWA needed more belts. Yes, and they've assured that we have got them. Um, it's just a bad look for everybody. I, I personally, I blame the country gentlemen for bringing the belts down to the that match anyways. There was no need for them to bring those belts out. Um, uh Mike says Jay's going to be regretting the Mexico trip after four hours there at the event, regardless of inexpensive flight. Well, see, Mike, what I'm doing is is very well thought out. I have, um, by the way, if we lose DKM, there is currently a tornado in his uh, neck of the woods. So if we lose DKM, it's probably because he's going to the land of Oz. However, um, going to Mexico, I, I flanked this trip around several wrestling uh, events. There's CMLL runs... Friday and Sunday night um, in the CMLL Arena, Arena Mexico, uh, which is not far from my hotel room at all. I will be there checking out that, uh, as well as the um, Monster Wolf concert that will be taking place uh, Friday night after the CMLL show. There's going to be plenty for me to do, even if the even if the AAA show, AAA versus NWA show is awful and it's the worst thing ever, I'm still going to get to see some CMLL Lucha Libre as well, so um, that's a win for me. Also, the fact that now I can say I've seen the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship defended in three different countries is kind of a plus for me, too. Just go to that Canada. seems like a lot of fun, yeah. Now you got to go to Japan. Look, Australia was would have been a lot more likely than Japan at this, at this current moment. Go to Australia, then. I, if I look, if they would have announced Australia first, I probably could have. 
You know, you know how easy it would be to talk my wife into a trip to Australia. Hello. I, I don't know. Tell me, mate. How easy would it be? You would have taken her to Australia. What's that now? Then you would have had to have taken her to Australia. And you how would take... you enjoy? How would you enjoy the wrestling? The same way I did when I was in 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 uh, Louisiana and Nashville without her. <laughs> what would you do if one of the spiders grabbed her? If that's if that was meant to be. It was meant to be. Wait, well, Spiders isn't a wrestler, right? No, Spiders is the giant things that they have in Australia that are about the size of you. Yeah, well, we it, was a, it was a nice 15-year uh, relationship. Um, <clears throat> moving on. Uh, so let's talk about... Breaking news. Jake Cal... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jake Cal got murdered by his wife. She doesn't watch the podcast, you know? If she watched the podcast, <laughs> I'd watch what I say a little bit better. Luckily for her, nobody else watches it either. We'll make sure to share. <laughs> yes, hold on. Let me see my Instagram up. There we go. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, Michelle. <laughs> All right. The show starts off with La Rosa Negra uh, and Kyle Davis up at the booth. Um, you know, Why are we Rosa talking Negra? about power? Yeah, we're talking about power. You well, didn't we haven't talked about them. MLW and Reels yet. Okay. The, oh, you know what? Besides, we didn't even, uh, Jay didn't say what his surprise was either. I'll be surprised, honestly, if Jay gets out of Mexico without crapping himself. You know, I've been to Mexico lots of times, right? I know you crap yourself each and every time, too. No, uh, I'll be surprised if Jay Cal comes out with his, all his kidneys intact. What I'm going to do is I'm going to buy another one of these and put it up on eBay because these things sell for a lot of money on eBay. eBay still a thing? I think so. Um, yeah, no, uh, the, the big surprise I think uh, that we could see, if anything, would maybe be uh, Jack Cartwheel winning the World Junior Heavyweight title against uh, Kerry Morton and uh, Sal the Pal. Um, number one reason is... Uh, I don't think they've announced a title match yet for the three one two pay per view. Um, if Jack Cartwheel won the title, it would be an easy way to get the belt back off of him because he does live in the United States. Uh, it's not like you have to, you know, fight real hard to get him booked in the United States. It's just whenever he's not working with AAA. Um, I think that would the most logical surprise that would happen um, because everything else I don't think would be very surprising. I mean, I just don't see Camille losing the title. I don't see Tyrus losing the title. And I honestly I don't see Laura Rebellion losing the titles. Uh, you know, Laura Rebellion wrestles in, in AAA quite a bit. Um, they're a known commodity. In fact, they've even defended the titles in AAA at the uh, at the Dallas uh, WrestleMania uh, weekend last year. So it's not like they're strangers to uh, to defending the uh, – the the, Laura Rebellion is not – a stranger to AAA and vice versa. So I, I think they might get, even get a positive uh, reaction from that crowd if they're pro AAA uh, because, I, you know, again, they, they team quite regularly in the promotion already. <coughs> okay, now speaking about reels, uh, it, uh, it was reported by Meltzer today that uh, the 10-week spot that MLW had on reels will conclude in April, which surprised pretty much everybody. Um, when I heard Court Bauer talking about the deal 
never once had I heard that it was a short run or an intermediary run or anything like that. And supposedly that the first episode had over 80,000 people watch, which was huge numbers for reels and huge numbers for MLW. Uh, you know, Jaden, I know that you're well connected in the wrestling industry. Is this shocking to you? And what does this mean for the future of MLW? It means, unfortunately, nobody was paying for commercials for those 50,000 people. And that's exactly what it is. It doesn't matter how many people watch. It matters what matches in, what watches in the key demo and what people pay for on commercials. And apparently people weren't probably willing to pay on reels what they were willing to pay for cops. What about the theory that reels is part of Peacock, which has the agreement with uh, WWE? That would be interesting because they've already sued them. But uh, if so, that'll definitely add stream or uh, gasoline to that lawsuit. But the least excuse they probably give is um, that they, they're just not making the commercial revenue. As silly as it sounds, cops still makes a lot of money for reels. Yeah, uh, Meltzer said that they uh, will be off the station in early April and that MLW is expected to make an announcement today with regards to it. Um, I, I don't know that they've made any kind of formal announcement yet with MLW. Um, but I, 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 I think it's a shame, man, because it, it, it appears that, you know, uh, people were obviously looking for an alternative to if you had that many people watching and, you know, despite what you said, Jay, and I, and I totally understand the business side of it. Like, look, if you're not selling commercials, uh, then what's the point of having the programming unless it's, you know, I'm sure they're not getting the programming for free. Uh, but if, if, you know, if the, if it's true and they are, you know, that there was a 10 week run only, I mean, that's, that's, what does that do for that, uh, for that brand? You know, like you would imagine that somehow, some way you could monetize 80,000 eyeballs. It, it is strange in that Reels had made positive statements about MLW and, you know, them being happy with them. Basically, just up to this. What took everybody by surprise is A, the shortness, and B, that Reels had been talking positively. So that's why some people are thinking, you know, there might be more going on behind the scenes. The shortness doesn't surprise me, though. That's thirteen weeks. Ten to thirteen weeks is either is a is a season, and a lot of shows get a season to see if they can what they have. Some shows don't even get that long. Um, our our pal James H. Jackson said heard that they're close to an Amazon Prime deal, which I I mean that would be great. Um, I, I that would probably get me to watch it the most because it's the most accessible for me. Uh, but I don't know how good that is for them in terms of broadcasting. Um, I, let me read this real quick, yeah. and then we'll get back more to it. Uh, according to Fightful, um, Jeremy Lambert reported yesterday 
Um, actually, no, he reported earlier today that on March 1st, Peacock added a live linear stream of the Reels channel. However, the feed will not live stream MLW Underground on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. due to Peacock's deal with the WWE. Variety reported that MLW's deal with Reels wraps after 10 weeks and that the MLW Underground on Reels premiered on February the 7th. Thus far, four episodes have aired. Reels issued the following statement to PWI Insider regarding the future of MLW. No decisions have been made by MLW or Reels, and we are both committed to a good outcome for MLW, its fans, and Reels. The third episode of MLW Underground, which aired on February the 21st, drew 97,000 viewers. Tuesday's episode of MLW Underground did not chart in the top 150 on cable. Fans can find results from Tuesday. Oh, whatever. Uh, Fightful will continue to update fans on the future of MLW on Reels as more is known. So uh, maybe it's all at, all about nothing right now because apparently it says, uh, you know, until we hear otherwise, Reels says that they're committed to working with MLW. A favorable outcome is what what it said. Well, hopefully. And, and I, I want to say this real quick because we talked about uh... – uh, you know, a deal with Amazon Prime or whatever. Hey, sure, a streaming deal is better than nothing. But I was listening to some sports people talking, real sports people talking the other day, and they were saying streaming's not TV. It's not replacing TV the way, you know, people think it's going to yet. NFL isn't looking for streaming deals and dropping their TV deals. Major League Baseball isn't looking for, you know, streaming deals and replay, you know, dropping their TV deals. Oh, MLB is a bad example. Have you heard of the mess that they're in? Yeah, yeah. honestly, with uh, two sports stations, two sport networks shutting down, one just completely stopped, just dead in its tracks. One's at least trying to sell. They uh, lost. They're going to lose a lot of money off of this syndicated television deal. And streaming may be the way to go on that one because they really, the, the local broadcast is a dying thing when it comes to big sports. Yeah, but I, all I know is that they were saying streaming does not draw the people that TV does, and it's and, not even, and it's not even close. I mean, you know, look, they they stream the Super Bowl and everything like that. Well, and then in the comments, James H. Jackson said NFL Sunday ticket went to YouTube streaming. Doty says streaming won't replace TV. WWE and AEW will tell you that. But then also on the flip side, uh, just to, to the bigger point that you said, MLB has started uh, putting their their live show on YouTube, uh, which was not restricted by, uh, you know, blackout areas. You know, like with, with if you were to download the MLB app and, and – try to watch a baseball game uh your your favorite team um you can't watch uh you can only watch out of market games you can't watch like i'm an angels fan if i have the mlb network i can't watch an angels game live i, I can only watch it delayed um likewise if you're you know in, in texas you can't watch the the rangers uh live you can only watch it delayed but on YouTube, when they did have those games uh, available, they were free to all with no restrictions. So you, there were no blackouts, uh, according to that. And, and, you know, I'm not saying that that is the way to go, but obviously um, the NFL Thursday night footballs uh, became a very big part of Amazon Prime's offerings uh, not too long ago. And now we're seeing more <clears throat> failure 
from the sporting channels that are broadcasting these games. You know, Bally's Bally's took a huge hit, man, and that's that you know that's part of uh, uh, Sinclair Broadcasting, which was one of the most one of the biggest television networks uh, over the air antennas. They're they're they lost big on that whole Bally's thing. Um, yeah, and then there's the Time Sport, Time Warner Sports, or whatever it was that also just completely shut down. That's hurt the NHL too, because yeah. they they were paying for those games. And the whole reason the blackouts even exists is because of the FCC rights uh, with the local broadcasting and everything like that. If they get rid of those local broadcasting deals, then there will be no restrictions. Yeah, and but I also want to point out since you know you said. Uh, you know, James pointed out, well, Sunday tickets gone to streaming or whatever. Anything that's gone to streaming is because the TV market's not paying for it. Okay. I'm sorry, that simple. They are not going there because, ooh, they made me a better, I mean, they made them a better money deal in the fact that the TV stations or cable stations or whatever. I mean, I got, when I, when, uh, when Sunday ticket first came around, they would, they tried to charge me every year for it. Even though I never signed up for it. They'd say, Hey, we're signing you up. Call and drop it. Yeah. And so then I would call and drop it and everything. And then, you know, I think was it this last season or season before, then it was like, no man, we're just going free for you. Cause you know why? Cause people don't watch it. You know, they make it sound like a lot of people, oh, man, you kind of watch what, you know, your team is, and you typically get to see your team. Yeah, There's there's not very many people, or you'll watch whatever's on TV. There's not very many people that sit there and go, oh, I'm going to, you know, watch all the football games that day, or, or I want my choice. You're a fan. You're typically a fan of a team. And so, yeah, oh, these things are going to streaming. That's because streaming is big. No, it's because nobody's watching. You know, I have Disney Plus free on my phone, and a lot of people are watching Disney Plus. And to kind of counteract that argument, The Mandalorian first season uh, was broadcast on uh, one of the NBC stations or whoever uh, whoever owns Disney and whatever station Disney owns. What was it? ABC. A- ABC. Yeah, they were broadcast on there because of the popularity of the show was more popular than some of the things that were going on on the station. When, Same thing for you're throwing something out there. Was it broadcast at the same time? Uh, no, it was rebroadcast. In fact, about two seasons behind, because they did that with Titans too. No, they did it. Uh, they did it when the season was first out because of the popularity of it. They started broadcasting the first episode, uh, you know, after it was a couple episodes in, and they were we were behind, but they were broadcasting the same season. Same you know thing for Star Trek Discovery. What was that? Did you know the ratings were not good? I don't know. Were they good? I don't no. know if they were. Because, again, people who were going to watch it, watched it. I mean, I get HBO Max free because it came with my, because I have an AT&T account. But, I mean, look, streaming services aren't doing great. 
anyone who tells you, streaming services are a lot like wrestling in general. The best way to make, uh, you know, $10 billion in streaming is to start out with $100 billion. And it just, I, I don't, people are trying to make things sound better than they really are. It's like, oh, well, it's a great thing if they get this streaming deal. No, it's, 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 it's really, that's all they can do. It was kind of like fight TV. And then what you do is you're behind a paywall and fewer people are going to be watching you. So, I mean, that was like when Nick Aldis was telling us what a great thing it was that they went to fight because fight gave them a few million dollars and they were able to, you know, pay for the production of their tapings and whatever. But look, their audience, they've gone back to YouTube and their audience has not rebounded. Well, there's a, that's not exactly fair though. Cause there's a lot of contributing factors to that there. I mean, there's, it, they lost momentum from the pandemic. They they went to a pay window and people didn't return. Hell, uh, when Jim Cornette left, their numbers. Well, isn't, isn't that exactly what I just said, though? You go behind a pay window, you're behind it for whatever. You come you're back. Of, you're out of screen. You there. come back and you haven't rebounded. You know, that's my point. Going behind the pay window damaged them. I would argue that they were damaged before going behind the pay window. Uh, probably because they hadn't put out any decent content. I mean, remember, their top viewing content after the after the pandemic was when they were showing the primetime live pay-per-view matches that were theirs. And they showed them on, on YouTube. And you know, they started drawing, you know, 50, 60,000 fans again. And for matches that everybody already knew the results to. And I made the comment, I go, isn't it crazy? Wrestling fans, uh, wrestling fans uh, like wrestling. They want to see wrestling. And so, oh, neither here nor there. Why don't you start on power while I go step down the hall for a second? Uh, yeah, yeah, power. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, uh, Mike says the pandemic fucked their momentum. They changed several aspects of their promotion. But once again, uh, going on fight, their audience was what was left became Neil. Yeah, I, I mean, look, DK is right in the fact that going behind the pay window didn't do him any favors. Um, I don't know that it's the only reason why. Uh, they haven't rebounded, but like, look, the, it's not even the same program it was when it started in 2019. I mean, the first, they lost so much talent from that initial roster. Um, uh, hell, like even all this is gone, you know, and all this is one of the driving factors of the program. Whether you like him or not, you can't deny that his popularity uh, kind of helped power, no pun intended, power. Um, Jay, did you watch any of uh, did you watch any of the uh, uh, power this week? No. <laughs> well, this will be fun doing this conversation without uh, DKM. But uh, oh, real quick, Mike says not many would buy the NWA fight pay per view. That's the only way for Fight TV to make the money back. Less than two thousand buys is not going to put money back into Fight TV. NWA got paid for that time duration. Fight lost money. 
yeah, you know, and that, with that being said, I like I'm not I'm not concerned about fight losing money. That's not I, I could care less. It's not my company. Um, I enjoyed having that uh, that nice little deal where I was paying, you know, five bucks a month and getting all the pay-per-views I wanted for free. I thought that was a pretty good deal. Uh, and then uh, James H. Jackson says, although I liked it, it was a two hour Ring of Honor show tonight with no commercials. The full two hours was wrestling. Uh, wow. I mean. Could you imagine the NWA doing two hours of wrestling, Jaden? In what, a year? <laughs> Maybe in a month? Not in a month. I don't think they have that in them. Uh, well, let's talk about the uh, the power, and when DK gets back, we'll, we'll, we'll pick his brain on some things. Um, the show starts off with La Rosa Negra and Kyle Davis at the booth. La Rosa Negra was very excited to be uh, on camera, she was very jovial, dancing, and really uh, connecting with the audience. Of course, what La Rosa Negra is good at. Um, she uh, she announces that she's using her Champion Series uh, cash out uh, to challenge Camille at the 312 pay-per-view in Chicago. Uh, then Kyle Davis brings out um, Camille. She embraces the challenger. It's a very like good moment, and then uh, Camille ends it with saying, hey, look, you know, uh, we're all friends and, and it's all good now, but when you step in the ring, I show no mercy. Uh, really good promo, I think, for both of the ladies. Uh, you know, Jane, I know you're a big fan of uh, La Rosa Negra. Uh, what do you think about her uh, challenging Camille at the next pay per view? Based on what you said and her being jovial, that's exactly her. <laughs> yeah, that's her personality, one way, like that is one billion percent her. Either she's really, really fun and jovial or she's nasty. Yeah. So you get, and that's both of her too, by the way. Yeah. But um, yeah, I like La Rosa Negra. I think she's always been a super talent. I've been a big fan of her since I've seen her. And um, I think it was NWA. NWA, it was Tommy Cairo and Phil Verlis' promotion. NWA Coastal or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's where I first saw her and I've been a big fan I can't wait. That's a really good match. La Rosa Negra has taken on people bigger than her. I've seen it. She's taken on people her own size. She could wrestle against anybody. She's entertaining. She's a superstar. I think that if they're going to drop the title, La Rosa Negra will be a good option. I just don't see it happening. I just see, unfortunately, not that happening. DK, your thoughts on La Rosa Negra challenging for the women's world title? That's a good matchup. Why didn't they start with a match? That's a that's a great question. It's uh, probably because they didn't have content for this week. It was a thirty-eight minute episode, right? I think back <laughs> in the day they called these power surges. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they seem to drop. They seem to drop that title, but it seemed to be what it was. That's a that's an excellent uh, observation. Just, just um, out of curiosity, I'm not big on love affairs when announcing wrestling matches either. Okay. I mean, I don't want Camille to come out there and jack slap her. I mean, that would be that would be very interesting. I don't know that you would be able to uh, contain La Rosa Negra if she came out and jack slapped her. But uh, I don't want them to contain her. I want to see a pull part. Nikki would probably La Rosa Negra would probably pull her eye out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not talking about you know a shoot. Talking about want to see a work thing where they don't like each other and one of them wants to slap the piss out of the other one. I don't care if it's work or shoot, we'd probably pull her eye out. 
how dare how dare you challenge me for the title, you little short person, you? How wow. very dare you? How dare you win this match to win a championship match and then take opportunity on it? Exactly. That's like when that's like when uh, Blackjack Mulligan was mad at Kevin Sullivan for trying to hang him in the Hangman's Noose match. <laughs> um, real quick, our friend Paladin says La Rosa Negra worked tonight's Ring of Honor event. Uh, I think we'll see a lot more of that too. I think uh, you know, with with Ring of Honor and the way that those deals are set up, I think you're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, any talent that's not bound by contract. I think will appear on whatever program that is willing to book them. Uh, next up, we get Psycho Fodder versus VHS. Uh, maybe this would have been a better way to introduce Fodder initially. Um, it was a good match. I actually enjoyed it, but I, I felt like man, you know, had they done this before instead of having him attack Tom Latimer on his debut, I think we would have cared a little bit more about the guy. He's a good wrestler. He's got an interesting look. You have Angelina Love there. Um, you know, I think he has a lot of uh, of the right things going for him, but just the way they introduced him was all terrible. But this match was pretty good. Uh, there was plenty of VHS puns. Uh, if you're into dad jokes like me, you would have enjoyed it. Every single one of the announcers added something, uh, which was which is fun for me. Uh, I really think Fodder could be a good addition to the junior heavyweight division. Uh, he gets the victory after the psycho slam. And I don't think VHS looked too bad in his debut. Obviously, this match probably should have been for NWA USA, as this was uh, you know, a very much a preliminary match with a guy who has been working enhancement versus a guy who is enhancement. Uh, DK, what did you think about this one? Well, first of all, VHS needs to update his name to, you know, Blu-ray. CD or DVD or Blu-ray or something. Exactly. What about Laserdisc? Sure. <laughs> you got to be kind and rewind. That's all I'm saying. They said that. They used that one. And can I be honest? I don't hear the announcers anymore. You're I lucky. Have I have heard the announcers. I, I, I wish I don't have to hear them anymore. That's why I don't watch it, so I don't have to hear them anymore. Well, I have reached the point now where I have gone selectively deaf, and I, I honestly do not hear them anymore. I mean, like, they, the only thing I remember one time was uh, Tim Storm and Velvet going off on something, and Galley was the one that kind of had to say, uh, yeah, you know, guys, but in the ring right now. <laughs> And so, change the name to Netflix. That would work. So, uh, yeah. Uh, you, I would say you change the name to streaming service, but obviously there's no money in that name. <laughs> there's no money in that name. That's for damn sure. Do, um, so, do something with him. I don't care who, what, when, where, why. Just, you know, uh, I, I do have one advice for fodder. Having all those tattoos is not an excuse not to tan. So... <laughs> You know, go give yourself skin cancer and get in a tanning bed. Maybe he's vitamin D deficient. Everybody that's everybody living below the uh, the uh, what is it the Tennessee the Tennessee line is vitamin D deficient. Fair enough, uh, Jaden. You've seen Fodder before. What are your thoughts on him as a wrestler? I like I like uh, Wishley Richards personally. <laughs> he's got a good look. Um, it's actually not good for tattoos to get lots of sunlight it actually fades them yeah but um i don't know he's okay he just seems like 
He seems like I've, I've seen him before, just in a much bigger, big, bigger package. I don't know. Some about him. Would you? Would you? If if Doctor Zirconium sent you out to scout talent, would he be a guy you'd consider for dog? Uh, maybe. Um, I mean, he's better than Dave Dahl, but that's like saying you're the nicest guy in prison. <laughs> All right, uh, let's jump to the next match. Uh, we're trying to get through this quick. We got Kylan King versus Kenzie Page, the TV title tournament. I I really enjoyed this match. Uh, you could tell the maturation process of Kenzie Page. It's happened before our eyes. I alluded to this earlier. I want Kerry Morton to go through the same metamorphosis. Whatever Kenzie Page did, I think Kerry Morton should effort to do the same thing. Um, and I also feel like this match could be a blueprint for a future title match with Kenzie Page and Camille. Um, it just seems like, uh, you know, she's she has went from that really hot baby face, you know, needed the crowd's reaction to just a very, a very cocky heel, very coy, very clever, um, and, and a trickster, if you will. Uh, she was very much the heel in this match. Um, and and she was able to neutralize the brute strength of Kylan King with her coyness. Uh, it just neutralized uh, Kylan so much that um, you know any kind of move uh, Kylan would go for, uh, Kenzie had an answer to. Um, and I like I said, I'm very happy with Paige's development. At one point, it looked like she uh, she was going for like a head scissors takedown, like a head scissors to like a DDT type maneuver. Uh, it didn't work out, but uh, Kenzie didn't get frazzled. The, the The two talents in the ring were so professional that Kenzie then turned it into a, a DDT, and it looked so flawless that I don't, I don't think if you weren't paying close attention, you might have thought that was what was supposed to happen. At least to my eyes, it looked like there was some sort of botch, but they worked around it very, very well, and they didn't lose their cool. Like I've seen other matches with female talents uh, in the NWA, where if something doesn't go right, they kind of just stop. And then redo the the move again, where they didn't need to do that here. She was able to. That's not. That's not exclusive to women wrestlers. But go ahead. Right, right. Well, I, I yes, a hundred percent. But I mean, in we this all know how much you hate women wrestling. That's okay, Jay. <laughs> uh, anyways, I thought that was a true the sign of a true veteran, which I think Kenzie Page is becoming. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, the, the finish of the match came when uh, when uh, Kylan went for her uh, uh, Excalibuster that Kenzie was able to block and connected with a cutter to secure the victory um, and advance in that TV title tournament. Like I said, I thought it was a really good match. Uh, DK, what did you think about this one? Uh, I overall enjoyed the match. Had a little, uh, I saw the botch area that you're talking about. Had a little bit of trouble with the ending. In that Kyle King just hit her with one of those plant moves that, you know, killed her. I mean, Paige just looked like she had, you know, been killed and folded like a sheet and was ready to be put away. And Kyle carries, you know, covers her for the pin and she barely kicks out, out at the end of two and like, Two, no, uh, two <laughs> moves later, they uh, hit the cutter, and honestly, it wasn't that convincing of a cutter for me. 
and then she gets the pin. And I'm just like going, okay, way to, you know, kill Kylan King there, any momentum she had. Because, you know, it's one thing to lose. If you're going to lose to a smart-ass little heel, you know, you, you fuck the baby face. And I'm sure Jay would love to. Jay wants to. No. Actually, no, it was the heel. No, the heel. He likes the heel. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Gentlemen, <laughs> I am a married man. How dare you, sir? Have uh, have Michelle share. I mean, I've met Michelle. She's a very nice lady. I don't know how Jay ended up with her, but anyway. <laughs> You're not the first person to tell me that, oddly enough. <laughs> In fact, she told me that just last night. Hey, hey. I get no respect, I tell you. I'm sure a lot of people slide into your DMs and tell her the same thing, too, right? Probably. What, what was that, DK? So your wife and you, all you do is argue about sex and money, sex and money. You keep telling her, dear, you're charging me too much. Anyway. Hey. hey. Oh. That is Rodney Dangerfield's joke for those who don't know. But, yeah, I mean, uh, seriously, but now I'm sitting there looking and going – what do you do with Kylan King from here? Well, I, I don't know that Kylan King's going to be around much longer. I think that's why she took the uh, the loss. I I mean, it's almost one of those, I hope so. But then when you lose her, you're losing one of your top experienced ladies. Well, I mean, that, look, there's still a very rounded out roster. I mean, you got Genocide. You got Natalia Markova. You got... But what have they done with Genocide? I mean, what have they done with any of them like lately where you actually come across and going, okay, these are... You know, the NWA is not great at booking people to where the point where you go, oh, man, man you know, this is a hot person, a hot wrestler that I want to see, you know, go for a championship. In fact, what the... Almost if you start thinking that, their first move is to go out and, you know, wreck them. But uh, who's who's being built up like Camille was built up? None of them. Maybe that's what the women's six-man tag team, six-persons tag team championships are going to be. Maybe. To add to the women's cruiserweight and the women's U.S. tag and the women's national and the women's right, junior heavyweight. Uh, I want to get out of here within the next 10 minutes, if at all possible. I got. Yeah, that is true. If I have to go through all the belts, we'll be at least another hour. Uh, next up, we get the couple's counseling. And, oh, my uh, God. Gotta be, yeah, this was – look, if you were expecting something great here, you obviously haven't been paying attention. It was an <laughs> NWA skit, which you know is going to be bad. It was almost campy bad, but not quite bad enough to be good, if that makes sense. Um, but I, I got to be honest, if I'm if I'm at a, a therapy session, a counseling session, and the counselor is not wearing an actual shirt, I'm done. I'm already checked out. Um, these two morons decided to stick around and talk to this guy who throughout the entire time was drinking and eating pizza and 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 trying to you know solicit nudes from May and and you know not very uh, proactive as a relationships counselor. He even stated that he was the one that helped Amber Heard and and Johnny Depp as well as Rihanna and Chris Brown, which I thought was a really bad taste, but did make me laugh. Um, this was dumb, and it was supposed to be dumb, but I hope that this was just the conclusion of this sophomoric stupid ass angle. Now, hopefully I'm right, but who knows? I could be wrong. Um, it was 
it, it was all done tongue in cheek. I mean, the first thing that uh, May said is like, "Well, I'm single now," but she paid for the relationship uh, therapy. It just, I, I don't know. It was, it was stupid, but it was a good way to waste seven minutes, I guess. DK, give me your thoughts. Every wrestling fan has a moment where, you know, they've had to deal with somebody going, you like wrestling? <laughs> you you like that crap? That fake, you know, whatever? You know, maybe you defend it, maybe you don't, maybe whatever. Things like this are the cringe moments for any wrestling fan that if you're watching it like in the living room or whatever, you just hope nobody walks through and stops to pay attention. <laughs> because if they do, and they go, what are you watching? Well, it's a wrestling show. Are you having a therapy thing on a wrestling show? Wouldn't they be wrestling? Well, you know, it's part of a storyline. You probably don't understand. I don't understand why you like that garbage. And what am I supposed to say? It's not I garbage. don't either. It's, <laughs> of course it's garbage. And so, yeah, I mean, this is what embarrasses wrestling fans is this type of shit. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't understand. I, I guess what I don't really understand is the Vince McMahon thought of oh people are going to like this i mean is billy really sitting there saying to himself people are going to like this you know you know this is going to get us that casual fan uh, really because if i was a casual fan i'd stay as far away from that as possible i'd be upset if i was in a coma and they put that on i wake you up I'd, I'd stay. I'd stay asleep. Hopefully, at least I until the segment's over. The, the heart would just stop at that point. I thought of a list. I have a list of things that would be a better seven minutes than this. What you were telling me. All right. First on the list, white noise. Second on the list, emergency broadcast system. It's only a test. Third on the list, the test pattern. What about the AOL uh, open from years ago? What was that? I never had a. Oh, the. Oh, the uh, sound of a modem. Yeah. You've got that's on TV. Right, let's, hey, hey, let's move on because we've got four minutes left, and I want to finish this up. Uh, I missed. Uh, <laughs> Tim says that skit gave me COVID. All right, fair enough. Um, Lane Brick said, "What about EC3? Control your narrative." Of course, uh, I missed that earlier. The control your narrative announcement that uh, basically control your narrative and church's money is like in cahoots. Uh, Jordan Clearwater is now a part of control your narrative, I guess, and and he was all, "Gosh, I guess that's okay." You know, I don't know what control your narrative is, and to be honest, neither do we, Jordan. Neither do we. Uh, Paladin said that skit gave him cancer. Uh, hope you. Uh, Get the right treatment, Paladin. I'm sorry to hear it. Same thing with you, uh, Tim. I, Jay's I heard Clear, that Jay's Clearwater impersonation just gave me the heebie-jeebies. That's fair. We're trying to get through this quickly, guys. Uh, next up, uh, we have Joe Galley in the back. 
uh, before the show with the, the one of the best announcements I've heard all in a while that Chris Adonis is formally issuing his open challenge to challenge none other than tires for the 10 pounds of gold. That's the main event for 312 pay per view. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Adonis versus Tyrus for the 10 pounds of gold, assuming that Daga doesn't win it this weekend. DK, your thoughts on this one? Uh, I think it's a good setup. Uh, I I don't see Adonis winning, and I don't know that I would necessarily want him to be the world champion at this point. But if you'd if you'd say, hey, the winner of this match is going to be the world champion for the next six months, Adonis, 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 you know. Uh, but uh, Tyrus does better against bigger guys, so Adonis has some skills. So hope hopefully he can drag a good match out of Tyrus or a decent match out of Tyrus. I, I don't know that it'd be a Murdoch Tyrus match, but you know, I think it'll be better than uh, Cardona Tyrus just horrible Jaden, you what are your thoughts on uh, adonis getting that shot at the 10 pounds i hope he body slams him and he doesn't get up <laughs> All right. adonis picks him up drops him right through the battleship uh the uh uss endeavor or whatever aircraft carrier that was he sinks all the way to the bottom of the ocean then falls through the center of the earth comes out the other side lands in space and we don't have to see him ever ever again a little more drastic than me, but hey. Um, I think it's a good uh, opportunity. I think it's a good matchup, at least on paper. Um, they've been building Adonis for a while. He's got the, uh, uh, a pretty decent pedigree at the NWA. He's a two-time national champion. Uh, had some pretty big victories over some of the big talent. I think this is a good move for the NWA, at least for the interim. Uh, that brings us to the main event. Uh, this match was supposed to be the stipulation that if Bully beats Mike Knox, he gets a shot at Matt Cardona at the pay-per-view. This was kind of a cluster F. I, I really enjoyed the match up until Matt Cardona came out. Um, it was really balls to the wall, no pun intended, uh, with Knox and and Bully just beating the crap out of each other. Knox being extremely aggressive in the early goings of this match, uh, really kind of putting the boots to Bully Ray, something we don't see too often. And then Cardona coming out and being very aggressive with Knox. I don't really understand like why he's – came out there and started screaming and shouting and, and getting in Knox's face. It seemed like Knox was doing everything right. And uh, they brought out a table and Knox wanted to, or uh, Cardona wanted Knox to put Bully through it. Eventually uh, Knox turns on Cardona, choke slams him, leaves the ring. So we don't really have a finish. Uh, we don't really have an idea, I guess, if we're going to have that match at 3-1-2 uh, for sure. Not because, uh, Bully didn't beat Knox. Knox walked out of the ring, and, and the match didn't end. So, uh, you know, That's where it never started. Okay, well, fair enough. It never started. So, DK, your thoughts on this one? Well, I was kind of like you. I, I was didn't understand. I mean, I understood Cardona coming out there, but I didn't understand, you know, why he's grabbing Knox by the beard. I don't understand why he's yelling and screaming at Knox and slapping him in the face. Something that's a totally new behavior here from Cardona. I don't understand why Card or why Knox doesn't remember that was just a big feud not very long ago. Yeah. So I, I don't understand why Knox doesn't want to put bully through the table there was nothing that made sense 
as far as the Cardona Knox interactions. And the only thing I can think is that this is a way to, we're talking about, you know, Kylan King earlier, and maybe she's going. Uh, of course, there are rumors that there might be interest in Cardona from WWE if this, you know, wife stays healthy and, <laughs> you know, they don't have to let her go again after a year of injuries. Uh, so, I mean, that's the only thing I can come up with is that they may be on their way of saying goodbye to Cardona. Um, Jaden, this did uh, Cardona and Bully did big business at the 2300 uh, arena for, uh, I think that's battleground wrestling. Is this a matchup that you think will help draw for the NWA or do you think this is uh, the momentum's already passed? I think the momentum's passed. Honestly, the reason it drew is because of the arena that the battleground events are, usually tied with the convention. So people are already coming to the convention and it's kind of a loaded whatever the talents usually at the convention usually ends up being part of the uh, battleground events there too. So they already have an audience that's coming to see the wrestling stars and then there's, they see them in the matches and it's, it's a Feinstein thing, uh, which is why I never want to be associated with it or have anything to do with it. Even I've had opportunities. Um, on you yeah i have integrity but um unlike dave doll <laughs> all right now speaking of dave doll we're only a couple of weeks removed uh, that's we're done with the nwa for tonight um, finally forever promise <laughs> for tonight um oh. but we do have an event coming up on uh, march the 25th it's just a few weeks away your boy jay's gonna be there uh, i know tim is gonna be there um, and his lovely wife. I know that uh, uh, Dave Scooby's going to be there. I believe Rick Del Santo is going to be there with his lovely wife. Um, I'm I'm unofficially calling it the uh, the uh, Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiator Alliance Pro Wrestling Summit. Fit that on a T-shirt. Um, but uh, Jaden, tell me about this event that's coming up. You mean on Saturday night, March 25th? At the MaxFit Sports Center, located at 240 Delcy Drive South in beautiful Uptown Rustic, Glassboro, New Jersey. Two matches have already been announced. You'll see the new Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators heavyweight champion, Justin Adams, defend against Ty Thomas. The last time these two in the ring, Ty Thomas actually came out on top. So they actually get to see that as a re as a rematch. And I think that's going to be really good. And then for the also kind of a rematch, it's going to be the World Wrestling Grand Prix Heavyweight Championship. Chris Steeler will be defending against Busky. Eric Martin, the former dog champion. That match I'm looking forward to a lot. I know it's going to be really, really good. Plus, already signed the old school empire of Patch and Vinny the Fixer. The uh, alumni, the guy who has been training at the um, New Japan USA Dojo, Goldie, he will be part of it. We'll also see a lot of great, amazing professional wrestlers. And on top of that, we'll see Daredevil Dave Dahl. Does the event but have a name yet? It does not have a name. So we're just going to call it the final countdown. I don't know. Do, 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 do. 
Let's, right, let's well, not think too much. I don't want to get us de- uh, demonetized. Well, I appreciate that. That sounds like a lot of fun, and I can't wait to be there. If you guys are anywhere near the uh, you know, rustic Glassboro, New Jersey, whether it be a plane, train, or automobile, come join us as we will all be there to enjoy the fun event that is for DK. gladiators. Um, but that's going to do it for us because I got to go to sleep because I got to jump on a plane in a couple hours. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Make sure you stay tuned to the socials because we'll be putting up as much content as legally possible while I'm out there in Mexico City. So uh, stay tuned for all the fun stuff, and I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Uh, but until then, we will see you at the matches. Thanks for joining the stream. This has been a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you'll never miss a future episode? I'd also like to remind you we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. before NWA Power. You can find us on social media at The Alliance Blog. And until next time, we are...